Well, it took a second. <laughs> all right. Welcome to us. Um, us is all about that we're in this together. The conflicts we have right now is because some people are feeling weakened. They feel like they don't have the power to um, do what they need to do. They're part of the societal changes. So they feel like victims and children. While the congressional people and people that decide they want to be in charge crushes them spirit-wise. It makes them feel as if they can't really achieve anything. The most important thing is that we all get stronger. Stronger so we can link together as members of mankind, as beings of the earth and the universe. In order to make it work, we need to help each other get stronger. Help each other when they're having problems, you help somebody out and they can help you. In order to do that, you have to be strong too. And the idea is one of the reasons why we're here, this is my belief anyway, one of the reasons we're here is to enhance ourselves and get stronger and stronger. Get to a point where the distractions and, and threats and subconscious conflicts don't run our days. I've been spending the life, my life, uh, helping people uh, get rid of baggage, you know, stuff like uh, issues their mother, their father, sister, brother gave them or the environment or whatever it may be. Um, things like that tend to knock people off their pins and keeps them from becoming who they really are. And because of that, because it's that way, like Zig Ziglar used to say, 75% of the population of the world goes to their grave with the music still in them. It's not cool. We all need to get stronger. And we get stronger by taking away our own limitations. Well, not long ago, actually, it's been a while, several, back, I think it was about 13, 14, 16 years, something like that. I, uh, a, woman, a woman came to me. She was referred by a woman in a whole other state. And she comes in. She's very, come across very, very shy, very demure. Turns out she was, uh, uh, you know, black belt in Aikido. She was a director and founder of the Society of Aikido Centers. She's the first U woman in the U.S. to head an Aikido organization. She's 38 years as an instructor, author of two books, Martial Arts for Life, The Art of Intentional Living, and Spiritual Food for Thought. I was lucky enough to be able to help her with these. And she's here today to basically tell, let you know how she went, go through, went through the changes and the changes it did for her life and what she does now. And hopefully you'll see as you hear her talk that you can do it too. So let me introduce right now. Her name is Lynn Fabia. Say hello. Hello, Robert. Yeah, she's uh, here with us, and we're going to talk about the transitions and and her transition mainly. And we're going to just go with that. I hope you like it. I'm sure you will. And here we go. All right, go with it. <laughs> Hi, Robert. Well, like you said, when I first started, I was very uh, reserved, very uh, had a very small world, uh, didn't have much interaction with people. And like anything, if you don't practice interaction you lose that skill yeah like anything and i did i stopped practicing uh you actually uh lose your confidence you lose all the exactly. tools it takes to do it you don't yeah. know how to even start how do yeah. you, you feel so awkward and so i just kept real quiet and yeah. i'm a similar to my dad who was very quiet and didn't express himself i was more like him than the others mm. but you don't want to go through life not expressing yourself. Right. So, because you need that in every area of your life, if you're going to develop. Yeah. So, I was uh, very close to my dad, and he passed away in 1992. And about 14, year, 14 years later, I really wanted to see if I could make a connection with him. And I was 
going to Shreveport to teach an Aikido seminar, and somebody, the um, one of the assistant instructors told me, there's somebody here that's very intuitive, has a lot of integrity, and his name is Robert Caruso. And I was interested, very interested, because I was, like, again, seeking to try to connect to my dad. I felt like he had something to tell me. And I got your phone number, and three days later, in 2005, yeah. Yeah, I started asking you if you did that yeah. communication. Well, actually, I was taking classes for you from you when you asked me uh, about it. Yes, remember? that's right. And the reason I did that is because I started seeing Aikido as a metaphor for life in the sense that as you go through your life, you need to learn to process things as opposed to shield or hide. In any, Even in any street fight, you can't just block and block and block. Somebody will beat the shit out of you. Where if you learn to process everything, even if it's a word or a thought or, or a derogatory attack, you learn how to process it, it doesn't land on you or destroy you. Exactly. Yeah. And that's the art of Aikido. Yeah. And this is why I liked Aikido because it's not about size. And when, of course, when I started, I was... Obviously, it's not, right? I, I'm 96 pounds. I was 84. Yeah. And I thought, how is this going to work? Mm-hmm. Everybody was larger than me. They outweighed me. But it was... They talked about you move from the center of your body because this is where the power's at. But they still... I looked at their size. I was still looking at it with physical eyes. And it took a long time. I, I overanalyzed it. I couldn't understand how this works, Mm. but it does work. Right. Absolutely. Obviously. Yes, obviously. So I, it really expanded my world going into Aikido quite a bit, Mm -hmm. my interaction with people and and it helped. But again, in my personal life, it was down here in Aikido, I was excelling, Mm -hmm. but if you're striving for self mastery, you can't do live like this. You got to bring everything up. To the level. To par, where you you live. So that Mm. your life is, you know, it's quite quite a lot better. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. So anyway, I got, I did uh, contact you and after that, and I did make connection with my dad and he knew, even though he was not in this world anymore, he knew I was struggling and he wanted to help me because love is so powerful. He felt like he couldn't express himself or help us when he was uh, living with us. And that stayed with him even afterwards. And if so if there was an opportunity where he could help us, he did. Mm-hmm. And we were so close, I, you know, right. with my dad. And he brought in entities. Well, he was close to you, but he still didn't communicate really well. Is he that right? He didn't because of, he of what went, he went through. He went through the, he was a prisoner of war for three and a half years, and it, it took a lot for him to go through that. We didn't know. He didn't talk about it, but he loved us. We knew that, mm. but we couldn't talk. He didn't talk to us. Yeah. So it was difficult for him. Right. It would be considered now PTSD. Yes. What he had, yeah. Didn't, didn't even know it. No, he didn't yeah. know. But he cared about us a great sure. deal. So it was good to communicate with him. And so because of the love, he escorted, as you could say, higher beings, entities, to help me out. And they began to gradually, because I was so resistant, uh, not so open, they started giving me techniques to help me in my life. And it paralleled with the Aikido, what was beyond Mm. what I was taught in Aikido. Right. Because, again, in Aikido, we use the center for everything. Everything is center when we move. But when their their definition of center is the mind, body, spirit connected to the God source, that was different. Yeah, the God source being in other people's 
lingo would be the universe, yes, center of all that is, yes. that sort of thing. Yeah, yes, not religion wise. Mm-hmm. It's just um, so that made a difference, right? Because if you're in that light, then you're not going to struggle in life, right? It's different if you're in the darkness, paranoia, fear, which is where I was, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of insecurity, didn't know, no direction, didn't know, didn't have a guidance that I needed. Right. So everything was difficult. Yeah. Well, that illustrates right there where you, you are who you are, right? Just like he was a strong man, loving man, and all these sort of things. And you had this power, but because of his environment and how he had to live, he became a little more silent, mm-hmm. not as verbally powerful, but still spiritually powerful or energetically powerful, like in your situation. Somebody would look at you and not expect you to can do what you do, you know, mm-hmm. and the only, and that's obviously changed. But uh, anyway, it just shows that, you know, I think everybody has it is where they got the power, but the distraction holds them back and keeps them confused or keeps them feeling weakened. That's exactly what yeah. they, I found out later. There's two things that prevent you from growing, and it's distractions and drama. Right. It's exactly. absolutely true. Yeah. Drama is a hysteria. Mm-hmm. It's really hysteria. The need for drama. Mm. I've had clients uh, who their marriage was built almost on drama. If they didn't have a, an argument or a fight, then they didn't feel they were in love anymore. They didn't feel alive. Yeah. And it's just a, a quirk, a quirk of, of environment and involvement. Mm-hmm. But what I'm getting from you and in, in when we've talked before is that it was the love for him and the feeling of the strength that you got from him, but you wasn't getting it verbally. So it, it produced and pr- produced geez, it produced a need to, for discovery, mm-hmm. which is what we're talking about. That's exactly right. Yeah. The universe sets you up. It does. If, if you pay attention, you start looking for avenues to change things and to enhance yourself. That's when you get really strong. That's when you can really start to find out who you really are, which is what this is all about. Uh, I believe our whole existence has to do with um, not only self, self-mastery, you know, knowing what your power is. But we're not taught that. So we have to learn how to get rid of the junk so we can feel it, you know. Exactly. But, so, um, so he had you meeting these guys. I just call them guys. Friends. Yeah. Now go ahead and you can go with that. I yeah. disrupt you. Go ahead. And so in the sessions, every time um, my dad would come in and would step aside and they would start guiding me. Didn't force me to do anything. Gave me techniques that I could use for to expand my life, to open my mind, because it wasn't anything that I knew about. And it does work. There was a lot of work involved. It yeah, works, but there's a lot of work involved. You don't, they don't just tell you and you say it. You begin to release thoughts, habits, and then the changes begin to happen. Yeah. I remember when you came the first time, I remember, and you tell me it never happened, but I remember thinking of you as one of those Hawaiian type or Filipino, of course you're Filipino, uh, on, in the Elvis movies, you know, with the long braid and all that stuff, you know? And I remember going, yeah, you know, when you used to wear that braid, you go, I never, I never wore a braid. Yeah, but my mind, my subconscious picked it up in that way <laughs> because you were very demure, you're very shy. Yeah. And even so soft-spoken, I had to lean forward, you know. You're over it now. I'm so, over <laughs> so, so you're doing the Aikido. Um, uh, as I said a minute ago, and you uh, have your own organization and all that stuff, right? Yes. Go with it. Oh, well, yeah. um, I've been in it 38 years. I've been teaching 36 years, and... I actually took Aikido out of the dojo into the community, and I wanted to expand. I would write letters to colleges in the DFW Metroplex. I wanted to teach it as an accredited course. With the exception of one, they all said no. Right. There was that one at Cedar Valley, and I initiated as accredited course. I taught it. I had a drive to reach people. Right. And I even had a 
I wanted to um, talk to women of domestic violence mm-hmm. because. Yeah, you used to do it for Genesis, didn't you? Yes. Wasn't it Genesis? Yes, yeah. one of them. And, um, or Nexus. I think Genesis. One of them, yeah. Yeah, so I went to the World Trade Center. Right. And I, it wasn't easy getting in, but I was so persistent. Mm-hmm. I got in, and I was able to talk to the women, and they were so open. They didn't know about energy, about how to carry themselves, how to walk. I showed them how to walk because they didn't have any self-esteem. And I really enjoyed it. I did it three times, and I want to come back yeah. to do that again. Well, you know, you're talking about they didn't know how to walk. The interesting thing about that is some, the way somebody walks, how they carry themselves, can actually draw a predator mm-hmm. or exactly. draw somebody that loves them more. Or It's how you handle yourself, how, do you, how, you, how you move, move how you through the world. How you your energy, yeah. those things. But see, the interesting thing is, is you're very outgoing in your work, but your personal life wasn't that way. No, yeah, so the transition is important because you have to have a balance, you know. Right. I even went through a time where all I was was the uh, uh, intuitive. Mm-hmm. It's all I was. Um, I was a dad when my, last, my, my last son moved out. I remember sitting on the edge of his bed going, who the hell am I now? Because there was no balance. Right. And when they were gone, I just threw myself into this. Then this was all I was for a long time. Oh. So there we go. So, so it's, it's the same kind of thing. It's all about finding that balance. So you, you, uh, you went through a lot of changes that I remember that has changed really what I see of your personality, almost about black and white, oh, you know? Yeah. Black and white? 360. Right? Yeah, yeah. It was totally 360. Yeah. Because even when I was in high school, I was so such an introvert, so shy. Yeah. They thought... I remember she's not going to amount to anything. She doesn't even talk. And right. So you don't know what pe- how people can change. You don't know how much determination. You can't really judge a person on the outside. You have to really want it bad, I would right. say. Yeah, and the thing is, it's, is a lot of people, when they reach for that or they want to reach for that next level or the power that they know they believe they have, the fear and the negative intentions or a negative attitude from other people who don't want to put the work in, don't want to change. They just want somebody else not to change. Do you see what I'm saying? It makes them feel better. Right. That's usually the case. Yeah. I can't, I don't want to do nothing. So let me tear you down. Yeah. It'll make us. And this is what, why I really created this is to show that that's really not the way to go. You gotta, you gotta be able to be strong enough not to even hear that. And it takes a little move. And like when you and I started working, it was like, I remember thinking, Lynn, you got all this ability, man. You got all this stuff you can do. What are you doing? And I remember going, I don't, I don't know. You didn't really didn't seem to know. Drive. I didn't have the drive. Yeah. I didn't have the direction. Well, I think it was the, what I got out of it was, it was, you didn't have the drive or direction, but it wasn't really the drive you were missing. It was the confidence in the drive. Oh. Okay. Do you see? Because you knew what you could do. But you didn't do it because you were afraid it wasn't going to work, especially in your social situations. Oh, exactly. I was petrified. Yeah. <laughs> I just didn't know how, to, how I was going to get back out there. So dancing came in. Somebody brought it up in conversation. I thought, oh, of course I always liked dancing. I always right. liked music. And that was a good way to get back into the social, mm-hmm. more interaction. Right. Plus, Aikido is so much like dance. It's exactly like it. Oh, I know. Yeah. That's why I really, it was uh, a nice fit. Only you don't put nobody down. <laughs> yeah, you know, no. I guess you could. <laughs> so when I dance, it happens that way. Yeah. So I trip somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Some of the men were dancers were like, if I grab you, are you going to take me down? I said, why would I do that? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But like these books that you've got, mm. uh, that you weren't even a, you weren't a writer before then either. No. I wasn't a creator, I would say, really a creator. Yeah. I started Aikido. I was a student. But being, stepping into the role of being a chief instructor, and then mm-hmm. after that, there was another level. I could be the head of um, an international organization and the first woman in the United States. And now here's what I say when I get a um, anything like that. I just tell myself I'm capable of doing that and I step right up to the, step right up to the plate 
and I let everything else just kind of work itself, you know, work itself mm. out. But I step up to the plate. I don't have any hesitation, no doubt. I just tell myself I'm capable mm-hmm. of doing this, right? And I do it. That's the difference. Yeah. Well, I think what I mean, obviously, doing that in the keto did a lot for your life, it and helped. but it looked like to me that when it came to your personal stuff the stuff that really took you to the what you're doing you're going to be into being an instructor in dancing mm-hmm. what it took you there it was more personal that was di- that's a different yeah. area more personal uh interacting people on a personal level you pretty much avoided that at first remember not, yeah oh my god that was scary so and go ahead and talk about that i mean the idea of even socializing back then wasn't it a little tough on you? Oh, I wouldn't even talk to strangers. Yeah. I mean, even if I went to the grocery store, I wouldn't make conversation like most people. Get my stuff, go home, right. and just kind of hid behind the work. Yeah, always saying, "Oh, I can't. I'm busy working," mm-hmm. because of the fear. That's what it came down to. Yeah, I didn't know how to do that because I stayed away so long. Mm-hmm. It happens to a lot of people. Right. And then again, my dad said, "There's always a fork in the road." It's either destruction or creation. Right. And you choose every single time. And then you realize. Every day. Yes. And you realize there's a power when you make choices in life. Mm-hmm. Every, and you create your life. Right. So it, you start thinking about those techniques or concepts. You go, it, you start conditioning yourself. It becomes a conditioning Right. And you can't, I can't go back to the other way anymore. No, I don't think you can either. I I just can't go back there anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I remember, if you don't mind, uh, the the social aspect, the stuff that I thought was pretty interesting was you have these abilities and you have these, these, the understanding of the, the uh, movement of energy and all that sort of, sort of stuff. So you actually, in, in one part of your life is you're really dynamic. The other part, it was almost barely there. Do you get what I'm saying? Yes. It's I like understand. one one part of your life was was a forceful voice, the other one was a whisper. Yes. And I remember going, Well, you need to start going out. And you were going, Oh, I don't know. I don't go out. I don't go out no more. So yeah, you got to though. Oh man, no, you know. I'd you read it I know you did. It took you it took me it took a while to get that first so one going, you know. I was really it was well, it was it wasn't developed in that area. But if you think about it, you see these actresses and mm-hmm. actors, when they're on the screen and they're playing a certain character, you, be, you, you, you tend to believe, oh, look at how. And then when you hear them in an interview or you, you see what they're in their daily life, like even Elvis. Yeah, he, he was even, a mess. He couldn't even talk in an interview. He was not developed. Right. He, De Niro's the same way. Yeah, they yeah. didn't. They just. You know, remember... Um, Dustin Hoffman, I saw him on an interview, and he was saying he had a shrink that he went to like three I mean, or four times a week. Well, yeah, he couldn't because... Because he couldn't survive it. And couldn't a lot of them lose their on. identity because they're somebody else on the screen, mm-hmm. and they don't take the time to find out who they are. Right. They just keep living this other life. Yeah. You have to find out who you are. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. And you have to stretch it. You have to stretch it. You know? my I was telling... Uh, my son, a while back, I was telling him that uh, I said the the place to go in your life is directly into your fear. Yeah. That's the way to go. If you always do what's comfortable, you're always going to go in circles. You never live. Whereas if you, I remember when I did my first uh, show on 105.3 in the 90s, I put the headphones on. And I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I felt like an idiot. I didn't know what I was doing. I knew I needed to do it. But I was... I was tripping, you know. So you can hear my first, my first, uh, my first show. I'd be going. Uh, 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 I was just jacking up. As a matter of fact, well, my first one here is the same way, but it wasn't out of nerves because I knew I had to work the work, work mm. the equipment. But anyway, um, directly into your fear. Your fear will take you where you need to go. It's amazing. You have to take it down. You have to take that fear down. When you do, it's like lifting weights. You get stronger. Your understanding's better, and you got to your next level. Next level, next level. Fear will tell you where to go. You know, yeah, a lot of people. A lot of people think fear is something you avoid, but if you do that, you never. Nothing ever gets better. Yeah, but See it's not saying? like I don't still 
feel something right before I have to do something. Oh, of something. course. I felt it, you know, I felt it right before this, but I'm not going to back down from it. Right. There's the difference. That's the answer. I still feel it. I go, I'm capable of doing this. And each time I do it, it gets stronger and mm. stronger. Yeah. And see, that's the thing is when you do that, you're actively letting go of the conflicts, the mental conflicts, the baggage that's been handed to you. And again, I believe that's why we're here. And if everybody did it, if everybody did it, if that's what we were taught in school even, imagine being taught in school to face your fear, to how to process through, which is what you're talking about. I didn't know. If we were taught like that, we would have none of these problems. We just didn't know how to. All people need to know is they can absolutely construct themselves. Mm-hmm. How cool is that? Yeah. Right? What a change. Whether the world would certainly be different. Yeah. Yeah. I went from being a knuckle-dragon animal violent clown to what I do now, which is not violent. <laughs> so anyway. A lot of people. Yeah. That's really what it's about. Yeah. When you develop yourself, only then can you help other people. Right. You, you can't, can't give a hand up. You can't do it. You can't give nobody a hand up if you're not up. Yeah, you can't yeah. do it. So I, I knew, I think when I was about 15, I was in my room and I heard, I heard a voice. And I turned around, nobody was there, and it, the voice was, you're to help people. So that kind of gave me something to strive for, to head toward. But I didn't know where. I didn't have any guidance. Yeah. But it was already there. Right. So that helped. And you're like, when you came to me, you wanted to connect to your dad. That was your conscious thought. Yeah. But we, the sessions really just kind of went to that. But it was also, it goes into the, your own self-development. It was me. Yeah. So the, 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 the carrot was the dad. <laughs> then the other was, okay, I can do this. I can do this. You know? Okay, you can do this. I don't know. We'll do it anyway. <laughs> oh, God. That's how it went. And, oh, it was like. Yeah. It was, you know, it even, I believe it even affects your body to a degree mm-hmm. because it tends to keep that heaviness and vibration off of you, <laughs> and it allows your body not to decay so easily. Do you see what I'm saying? I believe it. I mean, I, I'm built like a gorilla, but most people don't know I'm 62 years old. Yeah. Just like you. Most people don't know you're, what, 70 now? I'll be 71 in August. Wow. See? You know, nobody would notice. Yeah. And it's they always think, what are you using on your skin? What do you? I said, it's not so much what I eat or put on my skin. It's what I feed my mm-hmm. mind. You're yeah. All, you're looking at the physical, with the physical eyes. I say, go beyond the physical. Absolutely. That's what Absolutely. I say. Well, if you think about it, if you allow yourself to reside in a low vibration, uh, low energy position, which would be the, the, you know, the people on the internet try to rip you apart and people try to give you conflict, give you problems, Mm -hmm. put you down. If you allow yourself to live there too much without dealing with it, it will drag you down, cause you, cause you ulcers, um, all kinds of, you know, health issues. Every area of your life. Right. I know a man who had leukemia, and he really didn't want to die, but they told him he was done. He just had a few months or something like this. So he started, you know, vitamins and running and doing all these things, and he cured himself. He created what he wanted. Right. And then he started messing around acting foolish again, and it killed him uh-huh. within probably a year. So it's really, a lot of this is about mentality. Create your life. And one of the reasons I wanted you on here is because you absolutely embody that belief system to believe, yeah, this scares me, but this is where I need to go. This is what I need to do. Because if it didn't scare me, if I wasn't, didn't have no interest in going, I shouldn't go. Why would it scare me? Mm-hmm. What do you freaking do it? Mm-hmm. You're right. But it, your subconscious is saying, yeah, you need to go. You need to do it. You need I to feel, do it. I feel it. My higher self. So you get a little afraid, but you still push through? I still do it. You get to the other side, it's like, yeah, there we go. And then I look back and I said, if I can do that, I can do this. I can keep right. Keep going. And then you start realizing, you know what? If I face the fear and I don't back down, I always make it. You will. You'll you always, make always make it. Always make yeah. it. That's it may true. even take a couple of tries, but you'll always make it. You know. Yeah, it's a better like, place to be. It took me three years to put my first radio show on. Because the this market here wouldn't allow anybody metaphysical. They weren't open. It was for back it. then. Yeah, they wouldn't. You know, they would throw. It. You had to know somebody to know some to find somebody that did what I did, mm-hmm. and I put it on the air, and I had to put it on the air on some shock jock uh, 
station because the rest of them wouldn't do it because the Bible Belt. And so I ended up doing a show between the sandwich between women that their opening lines was orgasmic, being acting or, like they're having an orgasm. It's called they were called this radio girls or something. Then the guy after me, his main topic was uh, projectile diarrhea. Oh dear! I know the show did not fit, but it's the only one that would let me on. Well, you had to start somewhere. Yeah, I so did. You couldn't yeah. be if you got distracted by. I have to follow that, and this is here. You might have not done it. Right, you definitely. Have, I wouldn't have, be here. What you have to do this. is uh, get the distractions out of your way. Yeah, I remember my dad going, what are you doing? You're going on the radio? You don't know nothing about radio, right? I says, not yet. He goes, most people be afraid to do what you're doing. I said, yeah, me too. Me too, but still going to do it. You have to live with conviction is yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. You do have to say that. And I do a lot of self-talk because I think it helps. Well, yeah, because it, it literally vi raises your vibration. Mm -hmm. You know, just like I always tell people that have depression. It's like if you wake up in the morning and have depression, listen to music that is uplifting, even if you have to listen to something very, very easy and then bring it up, that'll raise your vibration. You visualize things you really love, whatever that may be, that'll raise your vibration. That's right. It'll literally walk you out of depression. Being around the right people. Or raise yeah, because you know your visualization, your thoughts, your what what you hear, is all tools to bring you back where you belong. Mm -hmm. You say the other stuff is stuff that is laid on you, you know. So, but you've went from being well socially kind of crippled, yes, to really getting involved. I mean, you don't even stay home no more, do you? I don't. I'm on. The, I got really involved in dancing. Uh -huh. Of course, you're ballroom dancing. Ballroom dancing, and of course, I knew right away I was going to be a ballroom dance instructor. I knew it because that was my goal years ago. I didn't yeah. do it, but it stayed. And then I got involved by being on the board for the USA Dallas Dance Chapter, mm -hmm. and that's what you have to do. You have to get involved in whatever you're doing. Right. It helps. You didn't know he was going to be a writer either, did you? No. I, I didn't know I was going to be writing books. So that, that was another creation. Yeah. I wanted to become an author, and I was willing. That's the key word. I was willing to do whatever it took. Whatever work I had to do, I was willing to do it. Yeah. And it manifested. Yeah. There's and work involved in everything. Oh, my God. Everything. Yeah, anybody that's ever written one and published one, There's, it's incredibly pressured. A lot of pressure. A lot of... To me, tedium. It's on your all the time, all the time. Right. But you do it, and then when you see it in your hands, it was worth it. Right. And I have more books, of course, coming up on relationships. Right. You know, it's just it keeps expanding. My world keeps expanding. Mm. That's what happens. I'm open to expansion. Yeah. When you when you are open to expansion, it leads to growth. It always leads to evolvement. Right. Now. The thing is, as you went through this process, I guess it's been what about it's been about sixteen years, right? Yeah. Damn it! Wow. Yeah. Seemed like six days, but it, well, not really. Anyway, uh, there are bound to be times where you felt stagnant or feel stuck or paralyzed. Do you know what I'm saying? When your your life, I mean, that happens to me sometimes. You have a, your life is going pretty good, and all of a sudden you feel like it's. Plateau, nothing makes make sense. Plateau, yeah. Okay. Things just don't make sense. Right. Or, well, I should do this, but it doesn't, I don't know if I can do that. Yeah. Or, so you have to wake back up and stand up again. Does that make sense yeah, to you? Because it can't be up all the time. Right. And well, yeah, we, we live in a soup of uh, really negative energy a lot of times. Yeah. And a lot of times. The only way around now would be to have only a circle of people that are supportive. Good luck. Yeah. Good luck with that. And they, they told me, you don't see it, but. Things are moving 35% faster than what you know. Mm -hmm. You just see what's in front of you. So yeah. There's different peaks in life, but here's, you got to keep moving. Right. Whatever is happening around you, like what's happening now, you got to keep moving forward. It's mm -hmm. about development. Yeah. You still have to do that. You can't stop because something happens. Right. No matter what, who's, who says anything, you, you just got to keep rolling. Yeah, you can't stay down. I tried a few times. To stay down. <laughs> I just couldn't do it. It doesn't work. I know. I went to the Amazon to be with the Shipibo Indians and did the ayahuasca. I went there to, I was thinking about seriously living in Peru 
or in the jungle, mm -hmm. around the jungle. And uh, then it came to me that I couldn't, that I needed to keep moving forward. And so here we are, you know. So the, um, the ayahuasca helped me see it. But sometimes you get into, you get so much nonsense in your world that you just get paralyzed. So you have to kind of wake it back up. Sometimes the paralyzation will give you some rest, mm -hmm. but then you can't live there. You can't live there. And so you have to allow yourself to look into it, uh, look into whatever fear you might have or whatever that you had to, be, had to overcome. So like even the issue of letting go of a bad thought or a bad feeling, a lot of times letting go of a bad feeling is just as scary to people as thinking of a good one. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. They're, um, like I, I know uh, I did a a client with the therapist a friend and the guy had gone through all of his problems and he was doing great. But when you talked to him, he was still going, yeah, my world is tough. I don't know if I'll ever, everything will ever be okay. Very down. The world is always after me. Very victim mindset. Right. Well, he got, he got used to that loop. Yeah. And I was telling him, I says, well, I think I said that's on the last podcast, but a lot of people probably listening that didn't hear that one. But I told them, I says, okay, well, you have a house, right? Well, yeah. House paid for? Doing pretty good there? Yeah, it was paid for. I don't have a problem with that. Okay. Your wife cool? Yeah. Been together since high school. So she like you still? Yeah. And he was looking at me like, what? What are you talking about? And I was going, all right, well, you have money? Money's okay? Yeah. Job? Yeah, job's great. And now you can paint again because he's a painter. Yeah, and for a while they wasn't able to. You paint now? Yeah, I just did one the other day, and it's it's going to be paid held in this the manipulable building or somewhere. So okay, so all that stuff's working for you. Why is your why is your uh, world so hard? He did that. He went. Uh, I don't know. And then he was able. He's cool now, you know. So it's a matter of that. You know, it's a matter and, of getting out of that back on track. Right. That's what you're and talking like, about. And like when we, were, when we were talking, it was like there were points where, where I saw you kind of go, okay, I just, I just can't, I just can't, I just can't. Then it's like, okay, well, if you don't, this is where you are. If you do, this will happen. Then I could hear you almost crack. Not crack, but get back on. <laughs> and then you start rolling again. It was very cool. Yeah. Very cool. But it, what it is, it, and that's, again, one of the reasons I got you on here, it shows exactly what I'm trying to, the point I'm trying to make. We, our, our society, our people, we're not here to be subservient to some, somebody. We're not here to be told what we can and can't do. We're not here to be told that we're not strong or we're not smart enough or that we're not capable. We're here to decide when they tell that nonsense that it's bullshit. And then it's time to stand up. It's time to get stronger. You find that fear and tear that shit up. You know, go through it. What's going to happen? It's not going to eat you. You know what I'm saying? What's the what's to lose? You see what I'm saying? So, so what came across? Like, what made you want to do these books? The information was so enticing, so informable, so um, knowledgeable. I mean, everything about it. The more I thought about it, and I would start talking in conversation to people. Wherever I was or work, it would start coming out like it was in me now. Yeah, and it was, spewing out, it right? Was just coming out. <laughs> and I couldn't talk like this before. Mm -hmm. And people would say, you know, I like the things you talk about. Mm -hmm. I miss our conversations, they would tell me, because I can use that. Yeah. And I like that. That's why I was saying that. They would say something. I could link it you know, to something else. And the thing is, when they said that, it's because it touched something in them that they already knew. Mm. Not consciously. They subconsciously already knew what you saying had some validity. Because they felt it. Right. And they said, that makes sense to me. It's like when I do readings, I always go, does that make sense? Yeah. That's the only question I ask. Does that make sense? And the reason I do that is like, okay, if it makes sense, what happens is they don't, they don't have to know it's true. Does it make sense to you? Does it sound, does it, does it right? resonate at yeah. all? Does it feel right? Yeah. And, it, and they say, that feels right to Yeah, me. we say, yeah, it makes sense. I don't like it. You know, I didn't want to hear that. It does make sense, though. So that's Didn't how I, that's what, <coughs> what I was getting. I was actually implementing and speaking now more, and I'd go out and speak. Or if I talk to groups, 
it was coming out more and more. It was becoming conditioned now. It was becoming mm. more natural. And I felt very comfortable with that because I believe in it. Right. I saw it, what happened to me. And this transition is attainable. Oh, absolutely. You know, you have, to, you have to want to improve. First, you have to have that desire. Right. Well, you, yeah. Well, you know, that's, you see, the thing is, what I see is a lot of people, they'll, no fault of their own, but they'll get caught again in the thing they, in what they can't do. Well, I can't, they won't let me. I hear that a lot. Well, I'd love that, but they won't let me. They won't let me. You know, it's I'm, always something. You know, it's always it's somebody it's always somebody saying no. It's always an excuse. Like I've had one 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 guy from he had been in, in jail a long time and stuff like this. And he was saying, Well, they won't let me get a job. So I know it's tough. It sure is. Especially at felonies. And they were his own fault, but they were victimless and stuff like that. But uh, not that that matters. But he kept going, well, they won't let me get a job. They won't let me have a life. And he was tearing himself up by what somebody else decided for him. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, create your own. Create my own. That's a yeah. foreign to a lot of people. Yeah, create your own business. But I don't know how to run a business. So not yet. But you will if you do it. And it got him off the fence. Uh, he's doing pretty well now. So, But that's the thing. We get caught in that belief system because we're told so often we're told we can't do certain things, you know. And it's exactly right. So here's an example. Um, I went to my chiropractor. This was years ago. And I told her I was going to talk to a group of women of domestic violence while I was there. She goes, oh, no, somebody told me. We were doing that, and somebody, a friend told me, don't do that because something might come out of that. Her husband might come after you or whatever. And I could hear the fear was transferred from that person to her, and she was passing it on to me. And I said, mm-hmm. so you're saying you stopped doing that, and now you just help homeless people. I said, but don't you see what happened? She passed her fear to you, and you're passing it to me, and I'm not going to accept it. Right. I'm still going to talk to people. Mm-hmm because I feel like I can give them, offer them something. But you have to be, you have to be, you have to know when it's happening. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and she knew it when I said it. She knew right away right. what happened. But I just I had to mention it. Well, see, it's, it goes back to the keto thing. Keto is a good example of that, where you, you get your center. So if you're in your center, you know where you live. You know who you are. You know, you know metaphorically. You know that. And then from there, you can process anything. But if you left yourself come off center because somebody's what somebody said or somebody indicated or maybe just a fear of the unknown, allow yourself to be off center, then you're, you're always going to be off balance. You're always going to feel a little something ain't right. And you can get, you know, physical and mental illness that way. So I believe it because yeah. that's not leading you towards self-actualization mm-hmm. either. Yeah, I've seen people in, lived in so much fear that they wound up with cancer issues, uh, different issues. And a lot of the elements we have, doctors don't even know where they come from. You know what I'm saying? And I think that has to do with the vibration thing. You know, you're living in a lower vibration than you should. So you got this constant conflict, you see. Our job here is to walk past that, you know, face the fear, walk through it, you see. And the thing is, this is an interesting thing, too, is the tendency for folks to say, well, I don't know how, I can't do it, I don't know how. Well, there's nothing wrong with talking to somebody that gives you a couple tools or makes you feel good enough to do it. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. You're not leaning on them. They're using, they're, you're using their strength to get your strength. Then you can use your strength to get somebody else some strength. That's the way, what I was saying about the Olympic t- rings. Mm-hmm. My strength can help you. Your strength can help me or someone else. And, and by doing it all together, we change the whole world. It's a domino effect. Right. right. Yeah. yeah, a domino effect. It used to be, yeah. t- domino effect used to be said back in the Vietnam War as a negative. 
Oh. If this happens and this is going to be destroyed, if this is destroyed, then this will be destroyed. That's the domino effect. But it happens also in the in the positive. positive. That's how sure. I see it. It's a positive thing. Yeah. It helps. Yeah. It keeps helping. Or a ripple effect. Ripple effect. I yeah. like that one. Yeah. It, it just keeps growing and expanding. Yeah. Like a ripple effect. Yeah. Too. Like I was going to quit doing what I do one time and I put out an email. Look, if I only owe anybody any extra time or whatever, I'll do that. But I'm done. And I was getting emails from people that I didn't even read because they were talking about I did something for their mother or their their daughter isn't doing drugs anymore or whatever. So the ripple effect does exist it for does sure. Exist. You know? So like the people out there listening and, and all they gotta do is when somebody's feeling bad, talk them up. <clears throat> if somebody's saying, oh, I can't, I can't, let them know. Why? Why can't you? That's what they what do you have to do to do it? That's what they need to hear. Right. If everybody did it for each other, nobody nobody would have been busting shit up at that that looting and all that nonsense. Um, that guy, the people around there would have knocked his ass off that guy. You know? But they're going, well, we can't because he's a cop. I can't help him. I can't. You see what I'm saying? Yes. As opposed to say, look, you know, whether he's a cop or not doesn't matter. I still got to save this guy. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, we're talking about a limited mindset. Mm-hmm. So yeah. limited. Yeah, the belief you can't because you're told you can't. That's becomes Bullshit. Your, becomes your world. Yeah. It's been going on for years. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the churches and, you know, even before the Catholic Church, even back then, the powerful always controlled everybody by fear. Whether it's a fear of their wrath or fear of the spirit wrath or spirit, evil spirits and demons and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how they controlled everybody. They got them afraid. And that's what screws us up as people is the fear. Fear is handed to us. Fear is developed around us. We have to live in it a lot of times in our environment. But we still have to have the strength to step past. Right. Fear is not bad in itself. Mm-mm. No, it's, it's like, an indicator. Yeah, it tells us when okay. something's not right. If it's a fear, then it's something you have to approach, you have to look at. Mm-hmm. Like you, like I said, you never was a writer. No. I'm sure while you was writing that fourth book, you'd go, what am I doing? Why, why does, is this even going to matter? And it does. It's part of my development, Well, actually. there you go. <laughs> well, exactly true. I mean, not only are you developing the book that will help someone else, but you're also helping yourself by doing it. It's another so thing. you face your fear, you'll help somebody else as you do it. And at the same time, you'll uh, develop yourself, and then it just goes on and on, you know. Mm-hmm. So I remember one time, one of my biggest fears when I was doing this, because as most people know, I never really wanted to do this. It just became who I am, is... My biggest thing was, shit, somebody sits in front of me and I don't know what to say. <laughs> I almost look like a freaking idiot, you know? Then one day it happened. Lady walks in the room and she sits down. She says, okay. And I said, all right. And I thought, god damn, I'm not getting nothing. Shit. And she's staring at me. She just paid her money and everything. <laughs> stared at me. I thought, Jesus. So I remembered, deep breathing can center you. And I was at a point where I couldn't tell her I couldn't do it. I mean, I could have, but that's not the way it works. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? My job is to help her, not to cry about it or cower. Okay? So I decided, okay, to get centered, you have to deep breathe. So I started doing that, deep breathing, hyperventilating, really. Next thing I know, I decided I just started. Everything I heard in my head, I would spit out. I would just say it. I didn't know what the hell I was talking about. And I nailed her 99% or better. She even left, said that was amazing. And I'm going, really? The deep breathing. How did it work? How was how that amazing? Really? Was it? You know? Yeah. And now, you know, I don't get shook up, never. <laughs> yeah. You know, just like yourself, you know you can teach somebody to do what you do. You know you can, you know, you know you can do all these things that you never did. Yep. All by facing it. Just by facing it. Yeah. I just tell myself I'm <coughs> capable and I yeah. step into it. I step into that vibration, if you want to say that. Absolutely. Step right into it. Yeah. You just got to change. People got to, you just got to change your mind. It's really change your mind. Which way are you going to go? Mm-hmm. You know, like um, I was at this woman's office. I was teaching, doing a regression on her. She had a sign I thought was pretty cool. She was a PR person. That was her job, uh, public relations for Fortune 500 company and big companies. She had a sign on her wall that says, never look behind you unless that's where you're going. That's good. And so, you know, you can have, your like, I had an animal for, for parents. And I could say, okay, because of that, I can't do this. Well, I have, I'm afraid because this happened to me. 
Well, that's not good enough. It's a victim mindset. Right. So I have to say, okay, I did that, but now I'm still standing. Mm -hmm. That means I was strong enough to overcome it. Mm -hmm. That means I'm strong enough to go forward. So you can use that in that uh, that uh, that scenario, the scenarios of the pain and, and anguish, as you can either say it as, okay, this is part of my life, this is who I am, or you can say to yourself, I went through that shit, and I'm still standing. That's pretty good. So that means I don't get held down. I don't get held down. Fear didn't. You know, the wall in front of you, you can either sit next to it and cry, or you stand on top, find out where to go. Mm-hmm. And that's really what it is. You have choices always. Yeah, exactly. And there's ways to do it. Like I said, you know what the thing is, is I, and I noticed this as you started doing the dancing, Mm -hmm. I noticed that your whole demeanor changed (gasps) because most of the time we were together doing the work. It was like, okay, yeah, I did that. Okay. Now I did that. And now you got into the dance. All of a sudden you just flourished, you know? And that's why, like I, we were talking about being a dance instructor. Uh-huh. I'm like, shit, that's, that'll happen. I can just <laughs> yeah. decide, yeah. you know. And you will. It's good. Well, you're already doing it, so yeah. there you go. So it was pretty cool, pretty cool. It's good to be able to do things that you have a passion for. Right. Because they say if you don't do this, it's a failure that follows you through life. That's what they told me. Mm-hmm. Isn't that true? It's absolutely At true, At the end yeah. of their life, they go, oh, I wish I would have done what I'd wanted to do, and now it's too late. They're already dying. Yeah. you It's a failure that follows you. Right. Well, I was telling my son the other day, I says, you know, at my age, if there's anything I regret, it isn't the failures that's happened. It's what I didn't do. Oh, see? You see? I mean, I would hate to go to my grave and not and be able to go, shit, I didn't do nothing. Oh. Do you see? Yeah. And I feel like most people feel that way if they haven't done anything. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't always have to be external. Sometimes we're here just to figure ourselves out. But a lot of times you're figuring yourself out by your um, interaction with other people, what you feel like you have to do with them. You know, like I have a lot of clients, and I'm sure you do too, or you you have to talk, you end up talking to them about it, even though it's, that's not why you're there, to where they're, um, um, shit. Lost my train. A train sucks. It gets off. Yeah. Uh, anyway, screw it. Okay, it'll come back. Yeah, it will so, come back. Yeah. So, uh, so what are you you up to now? You're. Uh, I stay very active, um, working on other books, mm. relationships. So I am always asking people about relationships because that's you know. That's what my thing is. And I'm working on a children's book. And I am um, want to create CDs, music. There you go. Write my own music. Because I play the yeah, piano. You play the piano. Yeah. yeah, so I enjoy that. So it's another, see, it's a constant creation. It's expansion. Well, you know, look at that. You know, it's uh, a keto instructor, dance instructor, author, speaker, teacher, Pretty good run, man. You know, <laughs> I haven't. I and you ain't done yet, right? I, oh, I keep moving. Yeah, I yeah, because it gives me energy. Right, exactly. That's what gives me energy. It's energy is like love. You give it out, and it come back. Yeah, you know, make you stronger. Mm-hmm. A lot of it's interesting. There's a lot of uh, if you watch people, then when they banner and stuff like online and stuff, they're ripping on each other, just ripping on each other. And what they don't realize, if they take about two seconds, calm the hell down, and actually talk to that person that they think is an adversary and say, look, I appreciate your opinion. You have a right to it, and, you know, if that's where you are, you have that right, and I respect you. I don't agree with it, but I respect it. Instead, it's like, ah, you're a racist. Ah, you're no good. You're not smart. Ah," you know, and all that does is rip you both. No, if you let them rip you, I really don't. But uh, sometimes they get on my nerves. But, you know, mostly I don't let them rip me. But it rips on them, too. They don't even know it. Where if you come at it very positive, not only are you spreading a positive mentality and this positive vibration, but you're also allowing yourself to be positive, too. How's, what's a better place to live, right? It's a quite a different world. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
just like at the time I was in Thailand, as you know, recently. Mm-hmm. And uh, the coolest thing I thought about them is they're bowing to everybody. Them people bow. I think they're going to break in half, man. They bow so much. And I remember telling the girl I was with, I was saying, God damn, you guys bow to everybody. She said, we respect. It is respect. He, she says, I don't have to like you, but I will respect you. Mm-hmm. That's the teaching of the Buddha. Mm-hmm. Do you say? Mm-hmm. And I love that. I love that. That is. And it just showed me what I had been thinking, how it, a whole society that does it. Now, these people don't have the government holding them up. If you don't have any money, you're in deep shit out there. Do you see? They don't have that. They don't have all the, the little trappings that will give you what you need. You know what I'm saying? Programs that will save you. They don't have all that. If they're in trouble or they run out of money or they don't do what they're supposed to do, they start really, it starts getting tough. But they're always smiling. Oh. I never, I was there almost a month and a half, about a month and a half, or it was right around that. I never saw nobody mad. Their temperament was better, huh? Right. But it comes down to they respected each other. Mm-hmm. And that's what it comes down to because they're able to, no matter how they're feeling, they'll be able to brought back to center See? by respecting each other. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I have a lot of people, and I'm sure you do too, that I don't agree with. I don't agree how they live or what they do. Yeah. But it's none of my goddamn business. No. <laughs> and I have, I actually enhance myself by respecting that they do something that I don't agree with. Do you see that? It doesn't. Isn't that interesting? To get worked up about that because that'll cause you health problems. That's the whole thing. What, what level of vibration are you going to live on? Are you going to live on your vibration that is positive, that makes you feel good, makes you feel strong, makes you feel love, makes you feel respect? Or are you going to live in one where you got to fight like, like, you know, some feral cats. Or you'd be in a situation you want to be mad, going to be mad all the time. Why would you prick that? Why would you, why would you pick that? Mm-hmm. Do you see? And just because somebody else is mad doesn't mean it's, you have to be part of that. Do you see? It's just a conditioning they're yeah. used to. And they think, like a lot of people living with pain or in pain or whatever, it becomes a companion. Right. And they don't even know that. Right. They feel like I have to have that. Yeah. What am I without that? So, so that's the thing. <laughs> If we all get, we all respect each other, we all face the fear and know walking past it is not a, a way to get creamed or nothing like that. It's a way to get stronger. If we try to bring, when we feel bad, we bring ourselves back up. When we do that, we become stronger. We become formidable. We become a positive and a, a dynamic link to the collective. Do you see? Then eventually... The bottom liners, the people that are all about money and items and things, will start needing that too because they'll see that they're being, that this doesn't make sense in their world. So they become, you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They become, okay, I got to make this feel better. I got to do better. You know, right now, if you have something, then you're somebody. That's not even the answer. If you're already somebody and you're already strong, you're already positive, you're already respectful, and you know, all these things then doesn't matter what fucking car you have or what you have. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's the way they live, too, and it really makes sense. But that's what this podcast is all about is just that. Mm-hmm. You raise yourself. You raise your vibration. You raise your your approach to life. You you don't allow you. So you're going to feel bad sometimes. You're going to feel negative. You're going to feel fear. But don't live there. That's exactly right. Don't live you there. You don't want to live there. It'll pull you down. Oh. And what it'll do, and you do that, you act like that. I'm talk, talking to everybody now. If you allow yourself to really feel, when you feel sad, bring yourself up. When you feel scared, bring yourself up. Know that, you know, no matter happen, whatever happens, it ain't going to eat you. Mm-hmm. You're going to get through it. You keep doing that. Eventually, your natural vibration, where you actually live, will be a more positive place. Mm-hmm. And then the negative won't even look like something you could be involved in anymore. And then people that talk to you will also bring that vibration up. Pretty soon, our whole collective is where it belongs. And there's nobody going to say, well, a guy's skin color makes him bad. It's just stupid. Nobody will believe that anymore because they won't be on that lower vibration. That's really what it is. And what we're going through now, as I'm sure you're seeing it, is we're going through a type of, uh, what they say, a paradigm shift where we're moving into the more conscious ex- existence, but we still have to 
break away from the negative. Do you see what I'm saying? And that's a way to do that is also just because somebody talks rough doesn't mean they are. Doesn't mean if somebody talks rough, it just means they're communicating a little rough. Doesn't mean they're bad. You see, yeah. there's all these things that needs to be seen, needs to be to be fixed. Uh, and that's why we're here. Not us as a podcast, all that is it, but as a, as a, as a world, as, as, as brothers and sisters of spirit or whatever you want to freaking call it. That's why we're here to get stronger and help each other to get stronger. And then it goes gone from there. And that's why you're here because you're a living example of that. Thank you. And having said that, um, I guess I gotta, I gotta slide off here. So I'm doing the music now. Hang on. All right. Well, that's it for today. Uh, next week, we have Michael Harris, um, master hypnotist. He'll be talking about things that he does in his work to help people enhance themselves, uh, help people get past their blocks, which is all about us. It's all about us. Have a good day.